Hey everyone, you're listening to the Commander's Brew Podcast, and around here, we want to bring you the funnest EDH decks possible on a reasonable budget. So, if you're a Commander player who loves an interesting brew, we're the cast for you. Hey, if you've been here a while and you're loving what we do, consider supporting our show by subscribing on YouTube or giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Or, the biggest and best support is over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash commandersbrew, where you can support us directly while joining other like-minded commander players on our Discord. But without further ado, this week's episode is Time Spiral Remastered Set Review. Hey everybody, welcome. It's episode 287 of the Commander's Brew. Uh, We are talking Time Spiral Remastered. We're going to look at all the cards today. Uh, Sean's here with me. I'm here, obviously. Uh, You know, how's it going? Are you ready to dig into this old, new old set? Yes, yes. Very insightful to look through it. Yeah. What did you learn looking through this? Old creatures are bad. <laughs> they are not useful in most decks. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, let's this like like we do with the, like we do with most set reviews. We're going to get pretty much right into it here. But unlike most set reviews, just a just a thing off the top here this one's not going to be as long we're not going to go through every single like legendary creature these are all reprints we're just going to highlight a couple it's going to be like a regular show length type show out here so you know uh no need to like uh listen to this one as you're driving cross country this one is just going to be a regular size show yeah you you can stay home for this one. Yeah. You don't have to find a reason to drive across the country just to listen to our set review. Which I know that you, you do. You generally save those episodes for when you either have to drive across country or you find a reason to go. You're like, oh, I live in Rhode Island, but I want In-N-Out Burger. You know, so you drive to yeah wherever the farthest east In-N-Out Burger is. Maybe Vegas? Yeah, let's say. So There's got to be one in Vegas. There is one in Vegas. There's for sure. Okay. I just wonder if it's the farthest east one. Whoever has that info, let us know. Ooh, most eastern. What is the most northern in and out burger? I know that there's like a radius. There's only a specific radius that they will like uh, uh, exist in on purpose. And yeah, I don't know what exactly it is. I wonder if there's any in like San Francisco. Does, does NorCal get any uh, in and out burgers? Again, California residents, let us know. I the the I am anti-capitalism in general, mm-hmm. but here's an instance where I'm just like, why wouldn't they open everywhere on the earth? Because people would buy them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like what could possibly be the reason to not expand as the maximum you possibly can? Yeah, it's part of their, you know, they, they got to keep that quality. That's the thing, right? They like to keep that quality uh as high as possible so they don't venture too far from their what i assume is their meat factory <laughs> right <laughs> or their right. i guess their meat farms i don't know well isn't there like a little bit of a religious 
background in it? Aren't they like secretly religious or something? In and out? No. I I thought they like that's the secret of In and Out is like they're actually kind of a Christian place and they don't they don't advertise it, but maybe they have to be close to the central arc. Oh. Maybe there's an arc or some sort of mystical urn that like if if you try to make In and Out too far away from it, you'll turn into the at the end of the Indiana Jones. You're there, right. Your They're the melt. ones that have the like John 316, like on the inside of the. Oh, yeah. OK. OK. Why is no one giving them flack for for that? Because they don't throw it in your face. I yeah. Think. And maybe they're, they're just like, just wait like this, but we're not going to we're going to be open on Sundays. That's true. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, the same as it does for, say, Chick-fil-A, where they're, <laughs> they're Chick-fil-A. tough stuff for Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. all know about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, when your burger places and your religion meet, you know, it's like science and religion. We like to keep those apart. You know, we like to keep yeah. them, you know, 30 feet away at all times. But sometimes they yeah, mix it animal up. style. <laughs> I like my religion animal style, please. Animal. Can, can I get my religion four by four animal style? <laughs> Do you know all the secret stuff at In and Out? Do you know? I know. I know. Animal style is they fry the onions with mustard, and I know that if you do like three by three or four by four, you're telling them how many patties and how many cheeses you want. Wow! So if you say four by four, you get four patties and yeah. four cheeses. That's yeah. People do it. That's way too much. I mean, I think so, but it, can you resist using a secret menu item? Can you resist? I, Calling out a secret menu. It turns out I've been resisting using that specific secret <laughs> menu item for every time I've ever gone there. It's like uh, it, that, that, um, first of all, like that's too much beef on a burger. Four yeah. patties is way too much. No it's one not needs balanced. That. I remember our mutual friend, um, uh, uh, Brendan, Brendan Halloran, he, his go to burger at Wendy's used to be the classic triple. And we used Whoa. to think that that was ridiculous and gross and until we learned that our other friend uh scott turner his he used to work at wendy's and he'd make himself what he called it's an unofficial off-menu burger it's called the grand slam and it's four patties it's a four by four so you know that's just you don't need four patties in your life two is two is too much for me and i i freaking love hamburgers man yeah it's got to be a small patty for me if it's a double like a thin patty. It's you gotta have a good balance. Otherwise, yeah. you can't balance the ingredients, and you're just like, just ha- now you're eating a steak with <laughs> the worst quality meat possible. <laughs> like the only double burger I ever get is at um, uh, uh, Five Guys, and I and I don't get okay. it. I don't at all get it every time. It's like once in a blue moon. But some like once I'll be like, you know what? I'm extra hungry. I'll get the double, which is just yeah, their okay. regular, by the way. <laughs> right right now i know i said we were going to get right into it and i wasn't lying i this is us getting right into our new podcast burger talk and burger talk, yeah. yeah so that's there it is that's it that's episode 287 of burger talk <laughs> here's what you can expect from us at commander's brew <laughs> a brand new podcast spinoff every intro <laughs> every week every intro is going to be a new little podcast that you get you know uh, a taste of yeah, right? Uh, and you also know we're going to thank you for listening. 
as always, thank you for listening. It does mean a lot. Thank you to everyone who went to patreon.com slash commandersbrew to become a patron, to help support the show that way, to help us grow that way, um, getting in on our Discord, etc. all the other perks and that. Oh, and then there's other ways too. Maybe you gave us a five-star review on your podcast app of choice. Maybe you told a couple of friends about us. That's great too. You can also use the link in the show notes through to tcgplayer.com. We've got an affiliate link for them. And if you order any singles through them, we will get a little slice of that. Uh, and if you are in Canada listening, boy, do we have a deal for you. We've got a coupon code to get you actual money off your magic singles from the wizard tower let's hear an ad from them now we're proud canadian podcasters and we're proud to be sponsored by one of canada's premier card stores the wizard's tower wizardtower.com canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code brew call time to get five percent off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you ordered 15 dollars or more in singles and you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their contents at mtgcanada.com. See you on the frozen northern tundras. All right, we are back and we are ready to begin the big uh, Time Spiral Remastered set re, 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 set, re review. Sure, I'll just say whatever I want. Yeah. Okay, Sean, so we've got, uh, uh, we're not going to do a full... Like it's not, it's not a comprehensive review or anything. We're just getting into the uh, relevant kind of uh, uh, commander cards we think are interesting to talk about. Um, break it down for us. There's there's a lot of, of stuff going on here. What, what, what are we going to see in the set review? Sure. As a set review, you won't see any new cards because they've all been printed before. Uh, but we are going to break down in some usual categories. We'll talk about some of the legendaries Time Spiral Remastered brings back for us. We'll talk about a few cards and all the colors, colorless, multicolor. Uh, and then we're going to do a special section because these are all reprints. It's still possible some of them are like a little bit of a forgotten gems, little hidden gems. So we've got a little section coming up later of cards that I didn't realize were in the set or cards I've forgotten about. Maybe I brewed with once years ago or something. So maybe you've forgotten about them too. So a little bit of a surprise and discovery. Cool. And then we'll touch on the promo new old bordered new cards just a few commander staples of those all right well let's get right into it starting with uh the legendary creatures that we want to talk about here starting with of course the sliver legion uh this is a classic wooberg uh all five colors one of each five mana legendary sliver the seven seven it's the one that gives all sliver creatures plus one plus one for each other sliver on the battlefield this is just the mass pump sliver um uh i find this one uh tends to end up in the 99 right a little more than the other wooberg slivers which are better at like uh getting other slivers making <laughs> other slivers yeah. yeah and like and or like making all your slivers indestructible or whatever that other one does this one seems to be like the fourth one down as far as um you know uh, uh frequency of commander like usage which is interesting people hate sliver decks well i mean people love them as well like you really it's, it's really up to you like it's it's a it's a divisive issue uh, Sliver Legion from Time Spiral is definitely less egregious to see in the command zone. Yeah, until you're facing down like 
you know, a 12, 12 sliver that was supposed to be a one, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that has trampled death touch and hex. Yeah. <laughs> where do you, where do you fall on slivers? Do you hate slivers? Well, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I've never faced a slivers deck, uh, but I imagine I, I've just never been a person who loves tribal decks. I don't love to play them. Um, and I, I, I imagine all sliver decks kind of have the same line. Like y- you want to like, I mean, this one doesn't tutor up slivers, but it's just like you just kind of know, you know, the key slivers that are like, these are the ones that make me impossible to stop. These are the engine slivers, and these are just the backup slivers that fill out the deck. So I just did a little bit of research, and it turns out Sliver Legion, as far as commanders goes, is like a distant sixth on the EDH rec list. Like for how many decks use, uh, it's like it goes Overlord, the first sliver, Sliver Hive Lord, then Morophon, not even a sliver, right. burn right. on Sliver Legion. Then Sliver Queen, and then we have Sliver Legion. So it is the last of the actual slivers to, to be a commander. So it's maybe it's going to be, you know, because it's reprinted here, we're going to see a nice, like, kind of budget entry into slivers. Because that one of the things that always burns the sliver player is that uh, the five color ones are usually kind of expensive. So, well, this one's starting out at 60 bucks. So we'll see. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst one by far. <laughs> 60 bucks. Well, hopefully we'll get that we'll get that uh price down once it actually like gets in yeah. people's hands. We'll see. It doesn't sound like it's going to come down that much. Anyways, I personally um I don't hate slivers, but I I find the decks to be I mean, they're kind of boring, aren't they? Like they all they none they all do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, your opponent, you have to ask that every turn. It's like, so what do all your slivers have? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like every single turn. What do they all have now? Okay. Which one's giving them that? Ally- okay. Allies is the more fun version of slivers, although the, the triggers when it comes to allies can get just as annoying sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, okay. So they've also give reprinted uh, Teferi, Mage of Zulfir, uh, two blue, 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 legendary human wizard with flash three, four. Creature cards you own, not on the battlefield, have flash. Each opponent can cast spells only anytime they could cast a sorcery. A reprint of a very powerful mono blue commander. I think if you will like mono blue, you got to consider Teferi. Yeah, definitely. And this is an impressive card, though. A lot of people, they hate this card. And I learned that mm-hmm. firsthand when I worked very hard to get my hand on it, hands on this and put it in my, um, um, my Afara deck. And yeah, no, people, people really don't like like the fact that I can counter your stuff, but you can never counter mine, for example. Um, It'd be interesting to know, like if anyone cares about this, who's like running out like a big, like, no, like you don't care about this. If you're running like gruel creatures, you know, like you were just running big stuff and it's only cast spells at sorcery. You can still activate stuff at instant speed. So maybe it's not as, um, you know, oppressive as maybe it once was or something like that interesting yeah i don't know very good card and very strong in the 99 of many decks uh vencer shaper savant is also seeing a very i mean we've had this card reprinted a, a couple times recently but it's nice to get another one two blue blue for the two two legendary human wizard with flash when it enters you can return target spell or permanent to its owner's hand just a powerful like count like pseudo counter spell um and and bouncing stuff it works with a lot of good combos uh i I don't believe I've ever seen a mono blue Venser deck, but I'm sure it's a it's a pretty uh, I'm sure it's pretty good. I, I bet you there's just other 
commanders that kind of have the same deck under it that are just better, you know? So you, you yeah. just go Venser in the 99 most of the time. That happens a lot. Yeah. We've also got our new a new piece of art on Safi Eric's daughter. Uh, green, white, legendary human scout, 2-2. Two, two. Uh, and her activated ability is to sacrifice her when target creature is put into your graveyard this turn, return that card to the battlefield. It's like death protection, but you get the double ETB. Uh, very strong card. Very strong card. Combos very nicely with Sun Titan. Oh, yeah. There's a, combos, combos very nicely with a lot of cards, actually. You've got your Karmic guys, your Revel arcs. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And, uh, yeah, Safi's a staple for those types of decks. Um, you'll see uh, a little more uh, from this card uh, next week's episode. Uh, uh, no spoilers, but we uh, we did end up using it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, nice card. Uh, never really got up there in price, so it's just it's kind of cool to have some new art. Maybe it goes along a little better with the Hans Ericsson um, right. art that we see now. Um, next here we have Joyra of the Gitu. Uh, she's the one blue red legendary human wizard. Two two. Uh, you can pay two, exile a non-land card from your hand, and put four time counters on the exiled card. If it doesn't have suspend, it gains suspend. Joyra is a commander that has a real reputation, and that reputation is for casting massive CMC spells that usually do stuff like destroy all your lands <laughs> and yeah. like stuff like that, because yeah. they get to continue playing cards for two mana, essentially, and you know, everyone else is sitting here going, you know, I had all my, I need, I need six mana to do with anything that good. Well, if you have joy route, you only need three and then two, two, two. So she's got a, I think like a pretty well-earned reputation. I've always been interested in maybe there being a different side to, to a joy deck. Like, can we use suspend some other way? Perhaps can it focus on one or two things instead of, you know, being that, Jokel hops style deck that we see all the time. So, um, you know, yeah. maybe some newer players can can start messing around with Joyra and some of the more recent cards we're getting. I just think we this is a this is a very like is it doesn't go this way very often. True. Is it is lately always artifacts or spells and like it, this is a I had forgotten, especially because of new Joras, so artifact heavy. I had forgotten that like this Joras plays very differently. So I think that's neat. Agreed. So that's all the kind of legendaries we wanted to highlight. That's not the only ones in the set, but they're the only ones that we kind of wanted to spend the time on. So let's get into a couple of white cards that I think are interesting reprints worth talking about. Starting with Avon Mind Sensor, two and a white bird wizard flash two one flying. If an opponent would search a library, that player searches the top four cards of that library instead. You know, people talk about, um, I've I've never run this card. I don't think I've ever owned a copy. Uh, if I do, I've totally forgot. But it's interesting. People complain sometimes how green gets to ramp nonstop. But this is a very interesting position that white has to be like, hey, I'm not going to stop you from playing magic. I'm just going to stop you from cheating infinitely. Mm. Like you have to play things as you draw them, <laughs> which is like, is that so bad? <laughs> like it, it is for decks that just want to get to nine mana. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this card because I, I always feel like in commander, if we're stopping, like, I guess it, it doesn't like, I, I think like evolving wilds and stuff is still going to be able to do its thing. 
Um, not if you have like a five color deck or something, right? Your 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 options are going to be obviously quite limited. But if you're running like a two color deck and you crack your evolving wilds, you're still probably going to hit something on the top four. There's still it's still depending on your number of basic lands, obviously. But yeah, yeah, it's it's like a what a it's like a stacksy kind of card, right? Like you can't it's stopping you from. I mean, I mean, but see, but it's it's not stopping you do anything that is like the normal gameplay of magic, right? It's not making you, it's not limiting you casting spells. It's not limiting your creatures. It's not limiting your draws. It's only limiting you reaching into your 100 and pulling out whatever you want. Like, like that's the only thing it's stopping you from. Do you think that more white decks should and will now run Avon Mind Sensor? Do you think this is worth know. the slot? I, this, but this is the weird thing, because yeah. if you weren't already running it, you're not going to run it just because it's in Time Spiraled Remastered. I mean, Amon Ket, it got reprinted right, in Amon Ket yes, even. So, that. like, um, I don't think... it's. I just think it's, like, this is an... It's interesting to think that, like, white... You know, we we cramp on white a lot in Commander, but it's just like, well, this is a nice way to be a little anti-green, but not just be the worst Maybe we should start including it a bit more. See how it works. See how people like it. Here's the thing. People hate this stuff. People hate it when you do this and people do. they're going to come for you. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's I mean, like, is it worth the card in the deck to not even fully stop the people from ramping and like tutor? Like, I, I know it's four cards. I know you're probably not going to get what you want, but if they get anything, it's still kind of, is it worth the card of you putting it in your deck? That's, you know what I mean? That, yeah, that's the question I always run across when it comes to these things. Um, cards like this, cards in you know, right? Right? Is it right. is it worth a slot in my deck? Interesting, interesting to think about though. Um, it's reprinted with the old art, of course, which is uh, notable. Of course. Uh, next card is uh, Mangara of Corondor, one white white. This is a legendary, actually. Um, one one, uh, human wizard, tap exile uh, Mangara and target permanent. Um. There are, there's some like real, uh, like like shenanigans you can do with Mangar, right? I've ever, I've never actually played with this card in my deck, but I remember seeing it like pop up in some other decks and stuff like that. People have talked about online, and like, isn't there a thing where like you put this on the stack, and then if you can, you bounce them, yeah, like you can put Mangara somewhere else, and then it still tries to do everything it can, and it still hits the other, it still hits that permanent. I think I think you can do that, yeah. So that's that's interesting. That's a good thing. I mean, um, is this new art also? I wonder. Well, I don't know. Like, it I mean, looks I, old. I can click all prints. No, this is a new piece of art oh, too. Cool. I wonder if we got a piece for Avon Mind Sensor too, or maybe just all the legendaries got new ones. I know Avon Mind Sensor is that's old art. I've seen that. art That before. is definitely the old yeah. art. Yeah. Mangara. That looks like it's it's different art. Um, and Mangara had another card recently too, right? It was like an M twenty one or something like that. There was that. Oh. He got a different card. Anyways, oh, yeah. anyways, um, definitely a cool card and a, definitely a, a big ninety nine uh, include and a lot of good like like we were saying bouncing decks, sacrifice decks like Mangara. So nice to see this one reprinted. Yeah. Should we go on to some blue cards? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, the big reprint is Ancestral Vision. Um, this is the one that has no mana cost, but it is blue. Uh, it's a sorcery, but it, you have to suspend four. 
So you pay a blue, you put four time counters on it. Every upkeep, you take a time counter off. And when you take the last time counter off during that upkeep, you cast it without paying anything. And target player draws three cards. It's it's an ancestral it's ancestral recall, but you have to wait four turns to have it. Mm. And I think like, you know, we could tie this a little bit into the Joyra conversation because four turns is kind of a long time in commander command. yeah in commander it's a lot like if you draw this if this is not in your opening hand and you draw this on turn five like you might not see four more turns no, totally. so I, th- I think any of these cards that have no casting cost you can cascade into them or if you have like like as foretold you're allowed to like cast these immediately uh sure. if you can cheat them somehow so i without any special special assistance i'm not sure that a lot of decks want this kind of card but it is interesting yeah it's yeah like like you said the cascade thing always comes to mind when i see these cards and um but yeah generally speaking four turns is a really long time to wait for three cards like you can get that in a number of other ways just I mean, in you'll blue. draw four cards in four turns right just get like Kumena's Awakening. It'll do the same thing and more, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, it costs more, but anyways. Uh, next is Draining Welk. This is a man. This is a, we're, we're hitting all the all the all stars in my Afara deck so far. <laughs> Draining Welk four blue blue. It's a creature. It's an illusion. It's a one one with flash and flying. When it enters the battlefield, you counter target spell. Put X plus one plus one counters on Draining Welk, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. Let me tell you, there's nothing better. Than playing a six mana counter spell that ends up being like uh like a six six flash flyer. Like it's perfect. It's so good. It feels it feels awesome to do it. Um you can get even bigger things. And guess what? It even feels pretty good when you need it to play a six mana two two flash flyer that counters some like a removal spell, like a sword supplies or something, because sometimes you just need to do it and you just need a counter spell. Uh, <laughs> I love Draining Welk. I, I love it in flash decks. I love it in like obviously counter like control stuff. There's a lot of stuff this this card works well with. It gets plus one plus one counters. Don't forget. Like I think this is a great include in any deck that cares about um, proliferating and putting counters on stuff. Yeah, I love this card. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's talk about for a second for Magus of the Future. They gave us a few mag magi. Oh, nice magi. magi. Yeah, magi. Yeah. Huh. I guess that's where that comes from. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, does that mean Burton and Ernie are Maguses? Because they are they they, they had that version. Because that fa- very famous Sesame Street episode where they do um, gift of the magi. Remember? Oh, they do the thing okay. where they give away things and then they get each other's things. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Bert is well, anyway. Magus of pigeons. <laughs> of course. Is Ernie Magus of rubber duckies? Must be, right? Yeah, must be. Uh, <laughs> Magus, of, Magus of the future. Two blue, blue, blue. It's like future sight, right? The enchantment that this set was named after. Yeah. <laughs> the original like future sight um, part of the block. So... It's basically Future Sight on legs. Two, blue, blue, blue. Play with the top card of your library revealed. You may play land cards and cast spells from the top of your library. Didn't realize about the lands. I knew you could cast spells. I forgot about the lands. That's pretty neat. Yeah, me too. That's good. That's better than I thought then. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's neat. Uh, A lot of decks want this. 
It's just good. It's just good. It's like, like, does it synergize, especially with most things? I don't know. Probably not, but it's just good. This is, this is card advantage. This is card draw, essentially. Yeah. Right? This extends your hand to the top of your library, which is better than, like, which is better than just being allowed to have one more card in your hand. Um, yeah. So your opponents see everything. Yeah. That th- is, th- there is a downside. Absolutely. And then it is that your opponents could see that card. But it can be good to face a counterspell on top there. And they're just like, yeah, there it is. And sometimes it can be bad if they see counterspell on top. That's for sure. Well, maybe. So, yeah, there's there's a price to pay, but it is very good. And if you if obviously you're building with it in mind, it's it's um, you can take advantage of that. And then obviously um, if you're if you're not building around it, I still think cards like this are good. And I, I would, um, you know, look at including something like this and seeing seeing how it works for your deck. Um, especially because this is like a cheap version of card uh, card advantage as well. Uh, next, we're going on to black here, and our our beloved Dread Return is getting uh, a reprint at Uncommon here. Two black black for sorcery. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Love a four mana re- uh, reanimator effect. Really good. Um, and flashback, sacrifice three creatures. This card, because of this, is very popular with the combo folks. Um, particularly the dredging style of combos where we just like throw our entire graveyard into our, uh, sorry, for, throw our entire library into our graveyard and then like you flashback dread return and get, you know, Thassa's Oracle and win the game. Like that, I've seen that. That sounds fun. I've seen that literal combo uh, very recently and uh, in a deck that I was thinking of putting together. So yeah, Dread Return has has great utility for that reason, and again, it's just a four mana reanimator, which is which is pretty solid for your own li- that, for your own graveyard only. But it's good. The fact that you can cast it, quote unquote, for free, like without spending mana later, is incredible. Mm-hmm. And of course, in these decks, sacrificing three creatures is almost always a good thing, right? Yeah, like who cares? So yeah, very good. I uh, also want to highlight Pit Keeper, one in a black for a 2-1 human wizard. When he enters the battlefield, if you have four or more creature cards in your graveyard, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Um, just a kind of fancy. It's like it's a very cheap creature reanimator. Not reanimator, but bring a card, Gravedigger. Very cheap Gravedigger. You have to do a little bit of work to get him going, but for two mana... Any graveyard deck that cares about this will have four creatures in their graveyard very frequently. The only time you won't is if it's the very beginning of the game, in which case, who cares? Or if your opponents are running tons of graveyard hate, in which case, sucks to be the graveyard deck. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's some there's some key cards that care about that two mana cost for bringing it back and looping it and so oh, on. Sure. So, uh, yeah, Pit Keeper can be a good part of that. Speaking of combos as well, right? Yeah. Um, next, we have Sudden Spoiling, which is a card I didn't realize wasn't uh, printed originally in a commander set. I <laughs> Until this happened, I fully thought this was a commander thing. And then I was like, oh, I guess it's from Time Spiral. Uh, Sudden Spoiling, one, bl- one black black for the instant with Split Second. Um, split Second is an, an incredible ability, and I actually think that they should use it more often. Um, it says, as long as this spell is on the stack, players can't cast spells or activate abilities that aren't mana abilities. So basically, this card is um, uncounterable because you are not even allowed to cast a spell or activate an ability that would even do that. And that includes stuff like, um, I'm going to, you know, 
I'm going to try and cast a spell with... I, I cast a spell with split second. Well, okay, I'm going to sacrifice my creature in response. No, no, no. There is no you, response. You have no response. There is no response, right? Um, sudden Spoiling uh, specifically says that until end of turn, creatures target player controls lose all abilities and have base power and toughness zero too. This is so much better than it looks. How many times have you been at a commander table where someone's board is like you can't like there's too many things to take care of it's like well first i have to get rid of the thing that's giving them all hex proof now i have then to then i got to get their sack exactly out. then i got to get the th- yeah exactly i got to do all of these things and if we have three removals instant speed removal spells we could do it as a table well sudden spoiling <laughs> so often is just the card that does all of that and yeah. because it targets a player it doesn't even care about the creatures right um so this thing is is much better than it looks I've been absolutely wrecked from a point of when I thought I was about to win the game. Big swing, sudden spoiling, and it's like, well, I just now I'm dead because everything I thought was like indestructible and uh, yeah. you know, completely impervious to to anything is are on now just O2s and everyone can block them and everyone can shoot, you know, shoot them with whatever removal they have. Incredible card. It's, it's incredible card. Should be a staple. That split second is right because the other thing I was like, well, I mean, if you try to use it on me, I'll just activate all my things in response. Like that, that's that's the whole point. Exactly. You can't at split second. And because it's an instant, people can make a major attack and you can turn everything into an O2 in the middle of the attack. And it, it still feels wrong. Split second feels wrong. Like I'm just like, mm. well, you'll just do all the things. Like, no, you you can't. Like, like the rules don't allow it. And it's to the point where it's like you you do you do it, there's no responses because of split second. And then they are just sitting there with O2s and now everyone else can start doing stuff, you know, like, yeah, once it resolves, like, and now we can all do stuff. Yeah. Like, well, my stuff's O2. I can't do anything anymore. There's just the ceiling on this is so high. The downside is that turning them into O2s just in and of itself doesn't do anything to actually deal with what they're doing. Um, you do need other stuff at that point. Obviously we need to hit re- removal and blah, 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 whatever. But it, it, also, it can stop combos. This does a lot. Sun spoiling is mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be uh, don't be put off the fact that a mime wants you to cat that that you you by casting it you become a mime of sorts. A crying mime who's crying like who's like maybe on X Files. Yeah, and the black tar is coming out of his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this is my creatures are no two. This is cry check from X Files crying about his creatures. <laughs> all right let's go on to some red cards uh haven't seen this in this character in a while greater gargadon it's nine in a red for a nine seven beast Beast. but the key is it's got suspend 10 for a single red so in 10 turns you get this nine seven that has haste the turn it comes in but the key for greater gargadon the reason why it's so effective in many decks is you get to sacrifice an artifact creature or land to remove a time counter from greater Gargadon only activate if it's suspended. So this is a sack outlet that has 10 uses. Um, and when you're done, you've got a nine seven. So that's pretty good too. If you, if you care about the nine seven more than anything else, you can accelerate that for sure. Uh, there, there could be a world like I w- I love a red deck that will sacrifice lands for the win. Like that's so exciting to me. Is like, oh wait, 
you got nine life and I, you got away in. Okay, sack all my lands. Greta Gargalon <laughs> comes out and you're dead. Yeah, this is. It's funny that this is like arguably better in like suspended. Um, yeah. in a lot of decks that want yeah. to be able to have a sack outlet that for free can sack those three permanents. There's nothing else that does that. There, like there are things that are that say sacrifice a permanent, but you have to pay for all of them. Um, right. There's nothing that's for free. So this is the only thing that's free. Uh, so that that alone makes this a great card. And yeah, yeah, you get a bonus of just a nine seven haste that can really surprise the hell out of your opponents. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, next red card is reiterate one red red for the instant. Uh, with this one has buyback for three generic, meaning that um, we pay this as that and as additional cost. And then when the spell resolves, you put it back in your hand. Um, this is a copy spell. Copy ins- target instant or sorcery. And you can choose new targets. This one got really, really uh, expensive when um, Mizix was printed. I remember uh, before that, it, this was a pretty, this was like a $2 card or something. Um, and then Mizzix just drove it up. Um, and then I think the rest of Commander kind of perked its ears up and were like, wait, this spell's really good. Buyback is really broken. Um, and that's the truth. And But now we're getting a reprint. And what what does the price look like right now? I can't see it. Uh, eight bucks. Okay, okay, okay. So it's still not like cheap, but uh, looking like this will affect the price a, a, a little bit. So if you're running those Mizzix decks, grab ask. it, you know? Yeah. And last red card I want to mention here is Sting Scourger. Mm. One in red for a little Goblin Warrior, 2-2 two, two with Echo, three in a red. So if you don't pay four on your next turn, you have to sacrifice this little Goblin. That's a six mana 2-2. Two, two. But I think the key is that uh, when Sting Scourger enters the battlefield, return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand. Red, red doesn't get to do this. Like, this is this is pretty amazing. You don't, you, you don't get to keep the creature around um for unless you want to pay him for more which i can't imagine you would <laughs> but red being able to do this before you attack with a bunch of creatures or something is pretty powerful yeah and um this uh this doesn't just go in goblin decks but in a goblin deck it is actually still really good because there's a lot often a lot of ways to recur your goblin so like paying two for the two two to then just be able to get it back and then like it's essentially a sorcery speed bounce spell which is actually better than it sounds because like sean said it red doesn't get this ability and it's actually quite useful yeah and i mean we i think we all are becoming more and more aware of how useful bounce is in commander in general it's i we've been i think i I do really do feel like we've been underrating it for a long time um yeah yeah so yeah there you go um when people when it's in colors people aren't expecting it's even better uh, moving on to green, uh, this is just an absolute staple in green that we're getting a reprint here. Crows and Grip, two in a green, instant, split second, uh, like we said before. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. You ever wanted to get rid of a uh, Sensei's Divining Top? Crows and Grip is how you do this it. This is the way to do this it. This is the way to do it. Yeah, really key to uh, destroy, like we said, a, 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 an Ashnon's Altar so that they can't do their thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, like a Sensei's Top, anything like that where... They're gonna try and sneak, you know, some some usage out of it uh, before you actually get to destroy it. Well, they can't. Crows and grip, three mana sounds like a lot for this ability. If you've never played with this card, if you prefer like the one and two mana options, but I promise you, the three mana option here, crows and grip, is the best, the best version of it. Truly, someone's got an angelic ascension ready to go, ready to pump out angels, yeah. and they're waiting for your end step to do so. Crows and grip, it like okay. Well, in response, I'll make six angels. No, you won't. No, you won't. 
You will not. You'll make zero. There will be no response. <laughs> Your sword is turned into dis, like disintegrating grass, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude, your sword. Dude, what happened to your sword, man? <laughs> you crows and gripped it. <laughs> I don't know. I can't uh, prove okay, that. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> uh, here's another Magic suspend dude. one. <laughs> search for tomorrow. Two and a green for a sorcery. Uh, search your library for a basic. Put it into the battlefield. Shuffle your library. That's expensive. We can do that for cultivate and put one into our hand. But it's neat that this has suspend two for a single green. Suspend two is a lot more manageable because I'm going to take one of them off next turn. And the following turn, I will take the last one off and I will cast it. So it doesn't seem like this Though the game doesn't end when this one hits. I don't hate casting it for three. Uh, and I love having this in my opening hand. This is such an amazing turn mm. one play with off of a single green. Uh, I think it's flexibility makes it worth looking at. And it's got some nice new art here, uh, which yeah. is definitely better than the last the last art, in my opinion. The last art was not amazing. It's from a different era, you know, it's from a different era of magic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next we have Summoner's Pact. This is interesting. We don't, we don't talk about the packs too often uh, on our show because generally speaking, they're, they're the good ones anyways <laughs> that are worth talking about are pretty expensive. This is no exception. This is the zero mana instant uh, that says search your library for a green creature card, reveal it, put it into your hand, shuffle your library, and then at the beginning of your next end step, Sorry, the beginning of your next upkeep, pay two green green. If you don't, you lose the game. Um, I like never played in a limited and or constructed environment where these were like all over the place. So like I never really knew how to use them. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, like, do you do it as an instant like? Right before at the end step of your turn do you do it in your turn like i don't i don't i never i could never really figure this out i had i opened this in a in a pack of original modern masters this was one of the rares i got and i put it in a bunch of decks and uh, or i put it you know I've, throughout the years i mean i've had it in some decks and uh yeah i still never could figure out the timing of when i was supposed to do this <laughs> i think that i think its purpose exists to go with like tooth and nail type of stuff where where you're just like i i want to i need a creature right now as part of a combo mm. um i'm gonna pay nothing put it into my hand do the thing that cheats it out that i'm already planning on doing um this is the turn i go off with right and then if i win the game doesn't matter about the extra costs and if my opponents stop me that's fine. I'll just pay on my next upkeep. Right. You don't necessarily lose or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get your, don't get your like one mana. What's this called? Dryer ar- Arbor. Dryad Arbor. Dryad Arbor with this. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Um, but you know, a creature tutors are the ones that are like good <laughs> are generally speaking, you know, not cheap are kind of expensive. So, yeah. Hopefully we get. Hopefully this one lowers the price. Although I feel like most of this stuff, this type of like thing, you, anyways, it's such a rare you, ability. You usually, you usually get crater hoof, and then you win. Right. Like, like you're not gonna do this to get a mana dark, as you said. So when you're ready to cast crater hoof, this is another crater hoof. Yeah, I guess this, because it, it doesn't up the cost of whatever you want to cast. Yeah, this just essentially lets you cast any creature from your library. Yeah. That turn, right? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good card. Okay. How much is this? 
Uh, right now, uh, ten bucks. Okay, all right. Again, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a creature tutor for ten bucks. That's a lot. Let's go to some multicolor or colorless cards. A Chromos Memorial, right? One of the best artifacts. One of the few ways to give your whole team haste if you're not in red True. or white uh, or green. Green, I meant. Yeah, yeah. green. Yeah. I'm thinking even then green doesn't have very many ways to give it concordant crossroads that's it and that's everyone that's the whole table yeah yeah so I mean this is coming in at like almost 30 bucks but it's a seven minute artifact legendary creatures you control have flying first strike vigilance trample haste protection from black protection from red it's good it's good it's very good flying first strike vigilance yeah, yeah, all that's really, all that's pretty incredible. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at this being like, is there, ever a, is there ever a time when you're like unhappy to see this card? And I suppose if you have no creatures, that's pretty obvious. But generally speaking, this is just a great card. And it goes in a lot of token decks, obviously. Um, the oh, Vigilance at yeah. First Strike is so much better than you think it is. Because you can, yeah. get, they, they can, they can attack you in the air because they all have flying and stuff. And then they're just sitting there on defense, and they can just block anything you do. It's yeah. it's very annoying when they have when your opponents have a Chromos Memorial. So maybe take advantage and grab one while you, while while we can at this like temporarily lower price. It's at hmm. uh, next is Cloud Key, three mana for an artifact. As Cloud Key enters the battlefield, choose artifact creature, enchantment, instant or sorcery, and spells you cast with the chosen type cost one generic less to cast great card multiple decks this is going to be very good in obviously um in fact i i remember seeing this card but i don't even like i didn't if you just told if you just like asked me what what does cloud key do i wouldn't have been able to tell you before right now um yeah so like that's just shows you how little i've i've ever brewed with it this must have been an expensive card before or maybe still yeah like. this was like i mean the or like the future site version still clocking in at like 35 bucks this one's times probably remastered you can get it for 1250 pre-order uh, i think it's just because it just like it goes it's it's colorless and it makes what, what what's your deck want to do we can make that cheaper yeah like like if if you're like a if you're an artifact deck they're all cheaper if you're a creature deck they're all cheaper are you an enchantment deck they're all cheaper like it, it does it does whatever you want it to do yeah yeah absolutely great card <laughs> yeah print this one yeah. even more um want to move on to lands Ooh. here yeah uh urborg tomb of yogmoth uh it's legendary land and each land is a swamp in addition to its other land types i mean you play commander you know about urborg tom the yogzabool yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i mean this is fixes everyone's black mana and uh obviously this is the classic combo with cabal coffers that um the people who can afford those two lands together put them together and have a great time with them but or boy's a great card you're running a, a multicolor commander that has black in it and if you have one of these uh you should definitely include it it's very very good there you go um Okay, so this is the best. Oh, this okay, is yeah. the, my favorite section. This section of the uh, like I dug through, I read all of them, and I was looking for ones that I was like, I I never really think about this card, or I forgot about it, or you know that might not be true for you. Maybe you're like, this is an all my black decks mm-hmm. or whatever. So I don't know. But here's some cards that stood out to me as like, oh, I just this seems like it has a niche use. Yeah, someone might be interested in this. I think, and maybe 
didn't think of these before. Yeah, and that's um, that's a great use of a this show and b this set um, because yeah because we we're going to be I don't know we're probably going to be opening a few packs of these over the next few uh, weeks so yeah we're going to get a couple of these cards and I guarantee you there's people going to be like hey this card's good for my commander deck uh, so let's start off uh, Tolarian Sentinel is three and a blue for a one three. Flying Human Spell Shaper. Spell Shapers are really cool, and they're kind of like a an underutilized uh, thing in I think in Commander. They all do a thing where like you discard a card, and it turns a like it quote turns that card into a spell. So in this case, it's blue tap, discard a card, return target permanent you control to its owner's hand. I know a ton of decks that this would be good in. We're happy to be filling our graveyard while bouncing things back to our hand. Are you kidding? Tons of yeah. many Demir, Sultai, you know, whatever you want decks love to do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it. I think that's pretty neat. There's even some like, is it stuff where you would like throw a jumpstart card in your library or in your, in your graveyard and yeah, bounce some ETB thing to your hand. I can see Tolarian Sentinel going in a couple decks like that. I agree. I agree. Um, another card I never think about, I just was not aware of was Trespasser Ilvec. Uh, a two and a black for a three one human rogue uh, and it has an ability discard a card trespasser ilvec gains shadow until end of turn which means no one can block it unless they also have shadow and it can't block anything unless it has shadow so it's sort of a f- unblockable three one a lot of decks care about making things unblockable and it's a free discard outlet that requires nothing it requires no tapping or requires no mana at instant speed you can discard as much as you want uh if you care about that sort of thing that's a very good ability to have for the decks that want it yeah uh next we have is a white card called judge unworthy one and a white for an instant choose target attacking or blocking creature scry three then reveal the top card of your library judge unworthy deals damage equal to that card cmc to that creature um this can this is like an ability that is kind of ho hum because we know the attacking and blocking creature killing thing is like whatever there's a tons of those but it's the card selection that i think stands out for judge unworthy this is white if you're in mono white this actually is something to consider for a lot of decks um scrying 3 and then you know putting what you want on the top obviously it can can always can can be very good in a in a color that has trouble with card advantage and card selection. So, um, and yeah, if you're running some big mana stuff, you can actually uh, you might be able to kill a big creature. Who knows? Yeah, I almost like you know they say that scrying is close to drawing cards late in the game, mm-hmm. and if, if that's true, white this is card draw in white mm-hmm. technically. Yeah. So I thought it's worth a look. Let's talk about Yixlid Jailer. Uh, one in a black for a zombie wizard. Two one cards and graveyards lose all abilities. Wow, I didn't know this existed either. Right, I, I feel like the word yixalid. I've come across that word. Yixalid. I know, uh, but like, yeah, that's pretty good. So like, see you later, flashback or you know, dredge yeah. or all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. This this takes care of of course it can we can still reanimate and cast things so like yeah i that's kind of better though like obviously if that's what you're trying to stop this is no good but if it's if there's a deck in your meta that does that type of thing as well as like reanimating and things like that you know sometimes that like 
be all end all hate card that like rest in peace is just way too powerful for what you want to do. Like you literally just turn their entire deck off if you if you play that card. Whereas like Yixlid Jailer and things like that might be a little closer to something you you want to play. Hey, especially if you have a zombie deck, this is a zombie. So there you go. Yeah. Um. Next is another blue card, Spike Tail Drakeling. Uh, one black, well, sorry, one blue blue for the two two flyer. Uh, you can sack it and counter uh, a spell unless it's controller pace two. This is an on board like counter spell. It eventually, it essentially becomes an on board tax. Um, and it, of course, if we can find ways to bring the Drakeling back, uh, we can we can really kind of mess with our opponents' like expectations of what they're able to do in the next turn, right? Um, which right. can really and- throw people off their game plan. Well, and and I don't know, I don't know the effect this would have, but your opponents would have to ask you every turn is like, okay, I just want to, I want to just want to put some out here. It's not going to affect you, but I'm going to pay most of my money to do it. Will you not use your spike tail Drake Lee on it? And it's like, well, if it doesn't affect me, sure, I won't do it. It's like, okay. And then, but like at any point you're just like, everyone has to manage. It's, it's almost like. Yeah, could you get away with playing the move? It's just like, I can't make any deals. If I don't like it, I'm going to use it. So then your opponents have to operate on two less mana the rest of the time until someone wants to bite the bullet and eat the counter spell. Yeah, it's I, I think I used to run the one mana version of this, which is obviously worse, but um in in a in my like counter heavy deck, uh I think. I can't remember. It's on some 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 place I did anyways, and uh, it, it it would do that. It would cause people to ask you and like make sure it's okay. You know what I mean? And it becomes yeah. this like political thing. And it, I think actually, again, in the right decks and decks where we can bring this guy back and stuff like that, or get some kind of other benefit from what this creature is or what it's doing, I think um, this type of uh, card can be really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Next. How about? porphyry nodes single white for an enchantment already looking at this right when anything costs one it 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 doesn't have to do a ton and it's worth looking at right because it's the cost is so low at the beginning of your upkeep destroy the creature with the least power it can't be regenerated if two or more creatures are tied for least power you choose one of them when there are no creatures in the battlefield sacrifice porphyry nodes Okay, it's not great. It's not quite the abyss, uh, but you're you're you know you're just keeping the board a little bit more clear. I don't know how good this is, but it's very interesting to me. It is interesting. It's a one mana play that, like, so obviously you know, early in the game you can get it down and have it start affecting the board in a real way. Yeah, and then. Later in the game, it's a one mana enchantment, which I think you could probably get some kind of value from in the right deck. It's interesting. Yeah, it's I'm interested by it. I mean, obviously, if there's a token deck at the table, this will be you're going to hate having this card around. But like you say, like like turn three, maybe a couple creatures have started to show up. You drop this down. It's like, like, great. Like you're gonna hit some important ones. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, okay, another card we have here, another white card, Temporal Isolation. Uh, this has been in some cubes, I know. One on a white. It's an aura with flash. It has a, um, a enchanted creature. Your enchant creature has shadow, and prevent all damage that would be dealt by enchanted creature. 
Um, so yeah, just like a classic kind of pacifism-like effect in that it um, makes it so that this thing can't block in like a weird way and it makes it that it can't attack in another weird way, right? Like there's no damage being dealt, so why would it ever attack? But it also can't block because of shadow. The only way you're getting any kind of value off of this creature is if you, for some reason, people are running shadow stuff. Um, yeah. Which doesn't really happen very often. So yeah, if you're looking for this... I think another flash pacifism flash pacifism is interesting yeah yeah i don't know no i i I definitely like there's a home for almost every type of card and there are decks that run a ton of these types of cards and if you haven't seen this one before this it'd be one to think about yeah so that's it for the like the the main time spiral remastered we're just going to breeze through uh, for the YouTube viewers. Mainly, we're going to just flash them on screen. Some of the they've they've put old borders. They've included newer cards as sort of promos, one per pack, I believe, um, with older borders. So they look like old cards. And I got to say, they didn't redo the art. They just gave us the current art, but on old borders. And they look appropriate for old borders for the most part. Yeah. For the most part, I, I see them I'm like. Yeah, that could have been an old bordered card. I wonder <laughs> if they works. picked cards specifically with with art that they thought would at least be okay with it. You know, like I don't know because like there, there are there's definitely some art where it's like okay, this is current day art. Like uh, we mentioned, yeah. uh, Eric um, Hans Ericsson, yeah. that card. Like that has a very like the style of it feels very modern. Like I that would look. A little more out of place than some of these, I think, like stuff like that. So let's, yeah. let's take a look at them and let's talk. Yeah, these are also, I mean, these are also, uh, of course, you mentioned reprints, and you know, some, some it will affect some, some, some. This will affect the price in a, in a good way. They'll drop the price, I think. Some it's gonna be the opposite, right? Right, because people love these old arts. Yeah. Let me let's start with the classic Path to Exile, right? So, yeah. It looks pretty good with this old border. Commander Staple. Uh, yeah, currently you can buy Path to Exiles for like three bucks, but this one's ten bucks. Yeah, this one's definitely one of the ones. Because this is sought after in, I think really for the most part, people are going to uh, get these in their older uh, format decks where they already have a bunch of old border cards and they want it to be yeah. like, you know, uh, they want it to be the same throughout. So we're going to see that I mean, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Baral, Chief of Compliance. Again, you know, you think this is like modern style looking art, but it, right at home in this old border, Baral getting a reprint here. Um, again, I can't see the prices, but uh, 10 bucks. 10 bucks. And that's more, more than his yeah. regular equivalent. So you, I bet you that will be true for all. You of tell these. us, you tell us whether or not they're more or less currently in the pre order stage. I will. Okay. I will. Uh, Mall Drifters up next, like looking right at home in an old border and absolutely more expensive. Mall Drifter is a quarter, but this one's like two fifty three bucks. Yeah, big multiplication there. Um, Lab Maniac, the, mm-hmm. the the you know the one that if we have an empty uh, library, um, this one looks like it's to me. This one feels because it just feels so Innistrad looking. It feels yeah. like it doesn't belong in the in the old border, personally. Ah, uh, I don't know. I I disagree. Like it really looks like the framing of it, and just like the the I don't know. It, it's, I, I it, buy it. I buy it. It maybe it's just because I know the card so well from Innistrad, you know, because yeah. I'm only yeah. used to seeing it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this one's only a couple bucks more than its regular version. 
Um, next. Talran Sky Summoner. These look great. Yeah. Like I, I hate old border cards for the most part. Given the choice, I will take a new bordered card, but my brain likes to see these. I know there's something about seeing them this way that you've never seen them before. Even if you're not a fan of the old borders, it is pleasing. It is pleasing to the yeah. eye for some reason. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. I agree. I think Talran looks great in the in the old border. Yeah. Very cool. Two bucks. Two bucks. So Talran more expensive, right? More expensive, yeah. yeah. So far that's true. And I, I can't imagine that will ever not be true. I guess I guess these are just all gonna be more expensive then. Because they're rarer, yeah, like like you true. can't you can't get them with this border otherwise. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, Gray Merchant, yeah, 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 looks good. Yeah, Gary's good. Gary's more expensive. Gary's, Gary's pre selling it for five bucks. This is just a key combo card these days. This card is like, thank God it was an uncommon at first. Otherwise, this this would be like a twenty dollar card or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we're even seeing like like get, the getting the older Gary. Oh no, I'm that I'm I'm wrong on that. I thought for a second like this picture was more expensive than the new Theros Beyond Death picture, but uh, no, the the Theros Beyond Death one's also cheap. Yeah, um, this next one's good. Stinkweed Imp. Shocked this wasn't already Black Border. I think in my brain I think it's Me Black too. Border, but <laughs> finally same reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but you know what's weird? They didn't use the old art. Oh. They use this new art, which also looks fine. Like it looks like it it works. It turns out most yeah. magic art, I guess, works with the old borders as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for I would have expected them to use that old art. I I love that old art. Just this weird yeah. little imp guy. Yeah. Instead of this like gargoyle thing that washed up on the beach. Anyways, <laughs> uh, next is Vandal Blast. Much needed reprint although you know it's, 12 bucks that's got to be close to the current vandal blast price no well current currently six. Oh wow it's double Jeez. okay yeah. well i really underestimated the fact that these were going to be more i really thought that there would some there would be some that it would make it that they would be uh cheaper i have picked commander staples i'm sure we could find a couple duds True. that aren't much more but i mean vandal blast is i mean yeah this card's great yeah we love this card Beast Within, also in the set. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good. Five bucks. Five bucks for this Beast Within. No thanks. I'll just buy any of the other versions of it for cheaper. Yeah. I already have a handful. <laughs> yeah, like 10 of these already, <laughs> so who cares? Courser of Crew Fix looks looks normal to me. Looks appropriate old border. The, like the, the weird landscape in the mm-hmm. back that looks almost a little bit half-assed you know like, isn't that weird like... because i was just thinking that i'm like did they make the like the cliffs behind courser look worse like or something i don't know i, I like 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 i could never do what these artists do no. they're very talented exactly but some of the older cards some aspects of the art some of the art looks a little a little rushed looks like a little like they, but and then it, you put it in these borders and i'm like yeah the cliffs look terrible like it looks like bad art it's old art there okay i hmm okay let me get a little closer to my screen here people on youtube can see that i'm like flipping between them cuz i have to scroll down a little bit to do it but it's like it looks a little less sharp to me. It looks like they they have adjusted the contrast and the tinting, so they have yeah the colors are more muted, for which these is time what spiral gives, remastered, which, which is what gives them that older feel. I think yes. 
it doesn't look as vibrant. Good job, because that's that. Yeah, because that's one thing that's absolutely doing it with this art for sure. Um, there's another one here, Eternal Witness. Again, they use the newer art, which to me this feels like this feels like yeah, that was a mistake. This one, yeah, that was a mistake. You, give me that. The old, old art. art looks, yeah, the old art would have been fine. Would have been way better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, this is going to be a lot. Twelve bucks. Yeah. What about Rexage? How are we looking on that one? Uh, Rexage four bucks. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. These are all pre-orders. I mean, some of them might come That's down true. a bit, but I mean, who's buying real-world packs these days? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people bought a lot of Commander Legends. I think that's that, yeah. that sold really well for um, crack purposes. The to crack them open. I mean, not for crack purposes. <laughs> uh, people like it with their crack. They like a pack of magic cards with their crack. Like, that's how it works. Do you think people are buying boxes to draft at home? Because you got to try to draft this. Yeah, that's, that's this is the thing. I think we're gonna see. I don't. I, I think Commander Legends had the, the 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 dual thing of we can make sealed decks into Commander stuff. Mm-hmm. We can play them in spell in spell table. It's it was meant to be played multiplayer anyways. Whereas yeah. this is like, what are we gonna do? Draft time spiral in real life? No, we're just gonna play this on Arena. I mean, and. Wait, is this even coming on a? I don't know. I don't think it is. Is it not? I, I think just MTGO. Why would they not make this? Why would they not put this on? A I I don't know though. I could be wrong. I just have. I don't. I don't. For some reason, I just assume it's not coming out on Arena. You might be right. Because I'm, I'm just assuming there's too many weird old cards that they don't want to worry about, like suspend. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there's definitely um, some sealed events and things like that people can jump into. Let's finish reading these ones though. We've also sure. Oh, oh this is a nice one. We got a cl- we got a we got a real Commander's Brew classic here. Oh, yeah, I here. put this one in here. Epic experiment. I didn't know uh, this with that old gold border. I'll say this. I actually so so I at first when I first started playing Magic, I didn't like the old borders at all. Then I grew a accustomed to the the modern ones, and then now when I see the old borders, I like them way more because it's something a little different. One part of it that has not changed is that I think the gold bordered old old borders are ugly. I hate them. <laughs> this I do not like. I think it's hideous. Um, I still appreciate that it looks cool and different, uh, yeah. for sure. And would I like to own one of these? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. But um, but I still I really think the gold specifically is very ugly. This one isn't showing up as any price. There's no price listed here. Oh, that's weird. Also confirmed uh, this set only in paper. Oh, my God. Okay, well, that seems... I guess MTGO. Yeah, it'll be on MTGO for sure. So, you know, you'll be able to watch your favorite streamers play it on MTGO or play it on MTGO yourself, I guess. Uh, Next card, uh, there's only a few more here. Uh, Solemn Sibilacrum getting a a nice brown border with the old art. Yeah, this one looks... It fits. It's like, yeah, but for sure. I, I believe it. Well, this one wasn't too far from the, the old borders, right? This was like, a, this was in Mirrodin, which I think was the, like, yeah, the second. different border. Yeah. Was, the borders evolved over time. This was like the second modern border set, right? Or like the first non-core set or something like that. I can't the remember. Eighth edition was the, was the modern border start. And then I think okay. Mirrodin came after that. Anyways. Okay. Um, another one here. Looks good. Um, Panharmonicon looks great. It, it looks like an old piece of art. Um, yeah, 
no price listed. Oh, okay. Well, this one's definitely going to be more. Same thing with Solemn. Those are, I mean, those are going to be more. I think Solemn. Solemn even... was listed. That one oh, that was... was coming in at uh, fifteen. Yeah. Wow. Well, with the old art and with it, it makes sense. And then last but not least, we have Everflowing Chalice. Uh, great card. Four bucks. Zero mana. Four dollars. And regular was got to be what? A couple bucks. This is an uncommon, isn't it? Um, uh, seventy-five cents. Yeah. There you go. Um, so there you go. There you have it. Uh, time spiral remastered. Lot of stuff here for commander players. And yeah, uh, I'm whether it's you're looking for a commander that was you know harder to get before. Maybe now we can. It's going to be a little easier to pick one up. I do think that the that those prices specifically for the like regular boarded stuff that we're seeing. I think that that is going to affect it in a, in a positive way. You're going to see some some drops there hopefully and um and yeah and you also have this bonus of getting these kind of cool old bordered cards uh in with you know uh, old bordered stuff in uh, what am i trying to say here new cards in old borders so you can really like get an all old border uh, commander deck going should be a lot of fun I mean, I think you, you I think you can't be too mad if you open the old bordered primeval Titan, but because I'm sure it's worth something. But uh, that one would sting a little bit. That would be a burden for a commander player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, you could you trade that in for any number of commander cards, right? Yeah. Probably for a whole deck at this point. Probably. Um, OK, well, uh, you know, I think there's a lot to be had here. And I think it's I mean, I'd like to crack a few packs. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, otherwise, um, you know, pick up those singles like we always do. Uh, that's that's the way to do it. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week with another deck tech. Uh, we're going to be picking a commander from this set. Uh, tune in. You'll check it out. Um, it'll be great. Uh, until then, we'll see you guys around. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.